once a jolly maths man recorded a podcast <laughs> under the shade of his co-host talents. And he spoke as he watched and waited till his problem solved. You'll come a solving some problems with me. Welcome to a problem squared. Aussie edition. That was beautiful. Thank you. Brought a tear it brought a tear to my eye writing it. Yeah. I was uh, enjoying this tea I, from this Billy. <laughs> exactly. I feel like my Twilight Zone introduction ran long. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought short and sharp. So uh, everyone, welcome to A Problem Squared, <laughs> a podcast where we solve problems and have appropriately length introductions. I'm Matt Parker, mathematician and other things. <laughs> you gave up real quick yeah, there. Thank you. Yeah. You're also listening to Beck Hill, comedian and other things. Yeah. And yeah, both yeah. Aussies. We, we love a sunburnt co-host. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yes. Yes. Uh, and here we are on this episode. I'll be comparing which Perth is best. Like that's even a problem. I'll be getting to the top of the tower. I mean, as vague as possible. Thank you. And, uh, it's and a Perth tower. I imagine there'll be so many other business, but I'll be honest, guys. We have, <laughs> we have not. We have not planned this one. No. We're both technically on holidays. Yeah. And Lauren, because of the time difference. Oh, yes. Our producer's not here. She's not here currently. She will be listening back to this, but it will be far too late for her oh, to remind too us late, too late what to we were supposed anything. to say. This episode of A Problem Squared is coming to you from Australia, and everyone at A Problem Squared would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Worth mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that's uh, it's important. It's literally the least we could do. <laughs> it, it is. And yes, and... It is the bare minimum, and as long as that's not the only thing we're doing, mm. that's, um, that's something. So, yeah, uh, Australia. It's weird coming back to Australia. Having we've both lived in the UK for a l oh my goodness, I've been there for like how long have you been in the UK? I'm just adding it up in my head. I've been 14 it's years, 17 years. Oh my goodness! I win. You win. Immigrant bingo. <laughs> yeah, in a year. You you can vote. <laughs> is that how it works? Well, I've got my citizenship now. I had to earn it while I was over there. Oh yeah. I yes. retained my Aussie one, and that confused the check-in people at Cathay Pacific immensely because they were trying to check me in for my flight to Australia. And this was the one. So I flew via Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. People listen to the I'm a Wizard bonus podcast for our Patreon supporters. I discuss my uh, stop off in Hong Kong. And when I was getting back on the plane to come to Australia, so obviously I'm very committed to this journey. Mm. The check-in people were real quiet for a good couple of minutes and they called someone over and they're both on the computer. And it's because I'd gotten that far on my journey and they suddenly realized they couldn't find my electronic visa to get into Australia. Oh. Because I'd given them my British passport. Uh, yeah, that's your problem. And it's a big problem for them because they shouldn't have let me get that far. Yeah, right. Without being able to get into Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is, then I was like, oh, no, sorry, wrong passport, wrong passport. And yeah. so I gave them the Aussie one, and they're like, on your way, Yeah. Mate. And did you, they said that in Hong <laughs> they Kong. Did, they did not. They did not. <laughs> I I did not try. I came straight here from London. Yeah. Straight to Paris. Very straight. Doing a little uh, stopover before I head off to Adelaide. My mum's here having a nice time. I had a pie with her today. Oh, nice. Award-winning pies. Oh, you messaged Brighton me. Award-winning pie. Yeah. I'm, uh, they had so many titles on the wall. Now. So many. For, like decades worth of medals. At the same time, 
Mm. I was literally eating a pie when you sent me that message yeah. today. The pie I was eating was from the Miami Bakehouse, which is also festooned in awards. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, because I think I replied to you, that there must be different awards. Yeah, because, yeah, and I the they lose 100% all meaning otherwise. are, because I'm pretty sure all the awards for the ones I had were world's hottest pie. <laughs> <laughs> It was, I got a cheese and steak pie. Right, and you yep. know how cheese, like it was real good. Oh, and like it was real melty cheese. It a lot of heat. It does. That whole pie was like molten lava. Yeah. I ended up having to to basically open up the, the bag on a on a table outside and sort of dissect it, like doing surgery, lift the top off it yep. and yep. let yep. it cool yep. down. And then I had to scoop it into my mouth because it was so gooey after it had cooled. I didn't have any utensils, so I just oh, had to no. scoop it all into my mouth and my fingers, and I accidentally made eye contact with an elderly gentleman <laughs> for far too long and uh, had yep. to apologise. Yeah, for... He was like, no, nah, you're right, because we're in Australia. Australia that's people fine. don't mind. Yeah. yeah. So it was quite quite amusing. That Yep, that was and my day. And this is not like in New York with, with the cliche that every place has world's best cup of coffee. Mm. I feel like these are two particularly award-focused Pie outlets. That's yeah. not a common thing in Perth. No. So no, it was I, good. How yeah, was yours? Great. Really good. What'd you get? I had a peppered steak pie. Mm. Really, real tasty. There were a lot of peppered steak pies left, which made me cautious. Well, actually, one of the reasons why I had the peppered steak pie is I got there quite late in the day. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah A yeah. lot of the other ones were gone. Yeah, I had the steak and cheese because all the normal are. steaks had gone. I'm still yeah. a big fan of the old peppered steak pie. Mm. So I was very pleased with that. There you go. Well, there you go. Um, good pie chat. We're, we're recording this before Christmas. Yes. We're aware that this comes out just after New Year's. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> we should have mentioned it by now. Happy New Year. Yes. Hope you had a wonderful New Year, yeah. everyone listening. And also, excitingly, if if oh, everyone maybe. has is still listening and has told people to listen to this. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We may be hitting our millionth download with, with this episode. Which is a big deal. And we can confirm on the next episode. That's exciting. Well, we can confirm well, we how can close, confirm we, how close <laughs> we are. We'll be able to extrapolate because I've been running the numbers and I'm pretty mm. confident it's going to happen after this episode drops. Yeah. In the surge of people downloading episode 050. But seeing as we're in the lead up to Christmas, I thought. But well, we are the two of us. I should get you a present. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you keep. Oh, Beck. Is that for me? Yeah. I didn't get you anything. No, that's all right. I got you literally nothing. It's <laughs> wrapped. Now, for the listeners who want to know what this looks like, Beck has somehow found. I mean, I've seen ornate Christmas wrapping <laughs> paper in my time. This it's got sparkles, it's glitter, oh, that's it's very ornate, good. it's detailed, yeah, but yet not crowded. It's <laughs> also a blank piece of of not like brown paper, just like <laughs> off white. Paper that's not intended to be viewed by human eyes. <laughs> Do you want to know what it's from? <laughs> what? Okay, I reckon I can get it in three guesses. Okay. Did uh, it originally come encased around fish and chips? No. Was it packaging inside a box that came from Amazon? No. Did you find it blowing down the street? <laughs> no, it's not Bob Dylan type okay, so, of situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so, for the listener, just so you know, I normally do put a lot of it, no, not loads of it, but I enjoy wrapping presents. Yep. However, I am in an Airbnb at the moment, you which are. did not have wrapping. Nothing. And I, I haven't had time to go out and buy things to wrap things. I have to take them back to Adelaide. Nah. 
So that is the paper that was inside a pair of new shoes that I <laughs> brought over with me. That's good. That's you know, good. the stuff they used it's, to like support. You know, I wasn't far off with packaging. No. Okay, I'm going in. Wow, a present. That's... <laughs> Careful, I've left the price on because I wasn't sure. If... Oh my goodness. So I've I've opened up slightly and the Twisties logo is already poking out. And it's not a snack. Although I may look like one once I've got it. But please don't look at the price. <laughs> it's it's two. Is it okay, one half of it is a pair of Twisties branded like bathers, I would call them. Board swimming, shorts. Swimming cosy thing, board yeah. short. And the other half is a shirt. That's incredible. Oh my goodness. Like like the kind of formal shirt you'd wear to a wedding or award <laughs> ceremony. That's well, something out. You spent too much money on these back um, <laughs> for the caliber. That's only half of it because Are I you had to get <laughs> I didn't want to be the only one wearing them. <laughs> wow. Okay. You know what we need to do? Now we are recording this at night. Yes. We need to meet tomorrow morning on the beach. Before my flight. What time's your flight? Uh, I probably need to be at the airport for 11.25. Oh, yeah. Loads of time. We'll meet on the beach. <laughs> Both wearing right, our... Right, deal. Yeah, deal. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold. We'll meet real early on the beach. Mm -hmm. We'll get breakfast. Yeah. And then you don't get changed. <laughs> you go straight. <laughs> go straight to the... I'm going to fly in this. Tell you what. I'll then drive you to the airport after... Deal. Yeah. <laughs> you're on. We previously asked our listeners for Perth-related problems for us to solve, and the first one we're going to tackle is from someone named Bennett, who went onto the problem posing page at problemsquared.com and asked, what are the similarities between Perth, Scotland and Perth, WA on a quantitative level? Huh. And they go on to indicate things like, you know, population and, and whatnot. However, uh, Beck has tackled this. Yes. Yeah. Well, partially. Partially. So I, I did what anyone would do and I thought, let's look at how they compare as tourist destinations. Because oh, unlike yeah. you, I've never lived in Perth. No. This is my first time in Perth. First time here. I've, I've actually never. I grew up here. You did. You grew up here. And for people listening who are unfamiliar with Australia, you've got Australia. You've got all the important bits on the right, <laughs> and then you've got Adelaide a bit to the left, and then you've got a whole lot of nothing, and then way over on the left, barely Australia, is Perth. Yep. Yeah, the, the world's most city. isolated, yeah. isolated most, city. I, most isolated capital city. Yeah. yeah. But I figured, I mean, you're going to be biased. Very. One way or the other. Either you yeah. really like Perth or you really <laughs> don't do. like it. I have not lived here for 17 years. So, you know. <laughs> um, I haven't been to Perth in Scotland yet. Um, oh, I have. I'm interesting. You might be able to give me some yeah. perspective on this, but I thought I'm going to have to look at this from a tourist angle as, as an outsider to both places. That's true. You haven't been to either. Well, I mean, I have been to Perth now, you have but now. I didn't get to do the things that I wanted to do. <laughs> so basically what happened was I went to TripAdvisor to oh, yeah. see what the top 10 best things to Ooh, do interesting. in Perth, Australia and Perth, Scotland to okay. see how they compared. Yep. 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 I, I was all settling in. I was ready for a, you know, whole time of comparing. Yeah. I, I got to uh, the Bell Tower. Oh, the Bell Tower. In Perth. And the Tower. In Australia. So I just said that as if you should know which one. And I didn't get any further than that. Because, oh, wow. look, it's got four out of five circles. 
which, which <laughs> that, is what TripAdvisor trip uses. uses. Yeah. Yep, yep. And what I did was I was like, hmm, there's not a full five. This means there's, there's 1,833 people wow. who have reviewed it. Out of 1,833 reviews, yeah. 40 are are terrible. <laughs> so that, that is literally That's what so it good. is filtered uh, as. Now, just to add some context before you carry on. Uh-huh. The bell tower is not like some obscure thing. It's a big part of Perth. It's a big part of the Perth identity. It was, I think it went up, and you can probably correct me on this, would have been the late 90s coming in towards the year 2000, but not quite from memory. No, earlier. So... Perth Bell Tower was decreed as a waste of money when it was built Correct. in 99. Oh, people and now were finds very angry. In the middle of the city's latest controversial redevelopment, Elizabeth oh, yeah. Key, which you were pointing out today. Yeah, yeah, Betty's Jetty. Yeah, means nothing to me. <laughs> Didn't make it down there. Betty's Jetty. It's like Elizabeth Key named after oh, uh, cute. the ex-queen and everyone calls Fun. it Betty's Jetty. Betty's Jetty. Very funny. That is very sweet. Because that got put in while I was away and I learned about it when I was back driving one day and the road I was used to driving down ceased to exist yes and there was water and yeah. i was very angry and you had to speed up real fast exactly so oh, i made the jump, jump. <laughs> looks like How dare gonna... things change while i'm living elsewhere like we're gonna have to do it again do you want to hear my fun bell fact yes please you know when we record in my office in godaming mm. when we're doing an in-person england recording mm. we are literally the building next to a church yes and we can't record on tuesday nights because that's when the that's when the campanologists <gasps> are practicing why have you never told me this i've never, never brought that up yeah. And so only once was I filming a video and I forgot and I filmed it on a Tuesday night <laughs> and I had to do every bit with lines just between the bursts <laughs> of bells, which is made for a real choppy intro. It, thankfully, it wasn't a lie. I said to film one quick intro, which is a little bit annoying. They got new bells in 2017. Ooh. And they're like, what are we going to do with these old bells? And the bell tower in Perth, Australia was like, hello, Not we'll take your off. bells. You're very, very close. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because in the UK, there were just bells everywhere. Mm-hmm. And if they don't sound great, they just cast new ones. Mm. But countries like Australia, churches covet the old historical bells. And so the bells from the church next to where we record in England are currently in a church in Geraldton, Western Australia. No. Which is a, a country town, a fair way out the coast from here. We're not going to be able to make it before you fly I was out tomorrow. Say, did somebody say road trip? <laughs> exactly. So the bells are now in WA. So th- from where I live in England, they ship the bells out wow. to my home state in Australia. And, and everyone's a winner. You should have got a lift. Should have got a lift with the bells. Yeah. So the, the bell tower. So I had no idea it was so controversial. And do you know what? Its reviews live up to it. Hit me with the worst reviews. <laughs> Okay, my favorite one is the most recent one, which was September this year. This is from Anona, and it says, uh, whatever we write here will be counted by holier-than-vow comments, but let us write the decibel of this tower is too high. (laughs) Very boring. (laughs) Counter comments are welcome. Ooh, open to debate. Yeah. Because they were meant to have special, like, shutters and stuff to direct and change the volume of the bells. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, they're not not doing that. Not up to this person's standards. And uh, the Bell Tower Perth has replied, hi, <laughs> hi, Anona, but they've spelled an- Anona. So Anona is spelled A-N-O-N-N-A, but they've spelled it like, do you know that meme? I see it with the SpongeBob picture a lot where they do the capitalized. Oh, the random and upper and lowercase letters. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. That's very funny. So it's like capital A dash N, lowercase N, zero, double N, A. Hi, Anona. Right. <laughs> 
and aggressive. I, 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 and I want to say it's a typo, but there's there aren't any other typos in here. Like this is definitely a choice. There's some real sass coming that's, on that's from the bell tower here. So, um, and they might listen to this because I did email them last night to see if you and I could have a visit get, today because they were closed. They were closed. Yeah. And um, look, I was not expecting a response. Nope. They're not open during you got this what time. You expected. Yeah. I, yeah. So this is look by one circle. One circle. No, no, I don't. And I'll be honest. When I read this, I was I sided with the bell tower person. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. I kind of I've worked in customer service online before, and already I was like, mm, yeah, you know, I feel for you. Hi, Nona. It looks like you didn't enjoy your time at the bell tower and are particularly interested in the comments of our trip advisor. We are real people who read and respond to each comment left by our visitors and welcome any constructive feedback. I'm sorry you find me holier than thou. I'm just a regular employee doing my best like everyone else during a pandemic. Sad face. And do you know what? My heart goes out to you. Regular employee. Regular employee. Honestly, it was that response that made me go, I want to go to the bell tower. <laughs> there like, you go. I like these guys. And look, 40 out of 1,800. That's amazing. That's a, that's a pretty good ratio. I dream of that ratio in that's, my comments. Right. So, you know, um, but a lot a lot of the negative comments are, I mean, yeah, waste of space. You can see more from the fifth floor of the office building where I work. Why do you charge people for this? People saying it's boring. It's waste iconic. Of time. Reading the comments, it looks like everyone who went there went there because they were expecting some amazing view. And I've seen a picture of it against. You're not there for the view. I I was looking. It's a pretty building, but it is not tall compared to the other buildings. It was the only building there on the foreshore. Right. There was nothing and it. Right. And now it's quite a built up area. Yeah. So it's kind of overshadowed by a bunch of hotels. Well, a lot of them say they went to the sixth floor, which is the observation deck. Oh, okay. So and they that's have, where they, they, they have, were disappointed. They yeah. I feel like they got dragged along by out-of-town friends and family. Yeah. No, no. I think they would. Well, a lot of them are saying that they went expecting oh, good views that's... and were, were sad by that. There was another review from uh, CGW99 who says, nothing special. Wow. We heard oh, nothing special. How harsh. You think at least being born in the same year. So I don't think they even visited the bell tower. Uh, they said, we heard the bells from Elizabeth Key, but it took us a while to attribute them to the bell tower. Now that in itself oh, is a hilarious sentence. Yes. This might have been Where because... could those bells be? <laughs> this might have been because the bells had a traditional bell sound that you might expect to come from an old church or cathedral. In this case, they came from an unremarkable piece of modern architecture. Now, I, look, I've seen pictures. It's not unremarkable. It's nice. Yeah. Swooshy. It's not like it's just a block. Looks like a looks like a sailing boat. Oh, I should say, in the interest of full disclosure, one of my favorite bell tower facts. Mm. The designer was taught in primary school, and I believe year three, by my grandmother. Whoa! She remembered the names of all the kids she ever taught, and when they announced <laughs> the designer of the bell tower, she was like, "Oh, I taught." So-and-so. Um, I hate, it's so Perth. I hate to break it to you, Matt, yeah. but I would so... Look, I would tell everyone that I remember the names of kids that I've worked <laughs> with. And then I would just point at anyone and go, oh, yeah, I taught them. Yep, they were. Yep, yeah. yep. Everything they know. In order to really yep. resolve that, we have to find the designer and ask them who their teacher was. Was their year three plus or minus a year teacher? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a challenge. So back to the sentence. It came from an ar- unremarkable piece of modern architecture that bordered on fugly. Fugly? Fugly. Word I haven't heard in ages, actually. Oh. The bells rang at seemingly strange times, like five to the hour. 
my overall impression was, eh? <laughs> I guess we know they're a local. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, the Bell Tower purse um, wrote back to say, uh, we are sorry you feel this way, especially as we are constantly receiving positive feedback from our guests about how unique the Bell Tower is, which I love. That's so passive aggressive and I love it. I'm here for it. Our bells are 18th century royal bells from London oh. and are all manually hand rung by people. Our bells are not automatic and thus do not ring at timed intervals. We do have a clock from 1896 that does ring every quarter of an hour. The bell tower was built as a centre for bell ringing and is one of the only places in the world where the general public can chime the bells. So that's why it's ringing at random intervals just because every time there's a tour, it a go. there's people doing it. There's people doing it. What <laughs> I love great. is like there's just people ringing bells all the time and the bell tower is just filled with loads of different bells. Loads of bells. There's a massive Anzac bell, you know, that was done for, for you know, Anzac. remembrance. Yeah. Yep. There's a 26-bell car- carillon. I'm not Ooh. sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Do you know what a carillon is? Nope. Okay, so it's like imagine a church organ. Got it. But instead of pipes, it's bells. And, right. And it's more. It's not like a keyboard. It's, it's like levers. Keyboard. Oh. And so a carillon player hit, hits the levers with their like, oh, fists. And they're, they're whacking the, the bells. Yeah. It's like a very big piano. Yes. Now, I think their carillon is like coin operated. I think it's not a, I don't think they have a carillon player. You throw coins at the bells. I think it's, you throw coins at the bells. Yeah, it comes from a kinder surprise. That's a <laughs> reference for our Patreon. That's not going to help anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a recording of it here. So let's see if you can guess what tune this is. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Is it the opening titles to a problem squared? <laughs> yes, it is. Excellent. Yeah. Hey. So that's Waltzing Matilda on the Carolyn Bells. Now we've got to get back to the problem, don't we? I was about to say, because we were meant to be discussing the difference between Perth Scotland and Perth, Australia. And you know me, Matt, ADHD, I love to hyperfocus. Now <laughs> we're listening to Waltzing Matilda played <laughs> on a bell piano. Yeah, bell piano. So I was like, right, let's see if anything compares to this in... In the other Perth. Yeah, in other Perth. So I swooped on over to TripAdvisor. For, we're not sponsored by TripAdvisor, no. by the way, to Scotland, for Perth, Scotland, and looked up bells just in case. Turns out the Kirk of St. John the Baptist in uh, uh, Perth, Scotland has amazing bells. Oh, so Yep, I did. I had a little look at their reviews. Now, it's not quite the 1800. Reviews, yeah. Um, 92. I mean. But they do have four and a half circles. Oh. Yeah, and uh, uh, but they do have one. One. One bad review. One bad review, which ratio-wise is, is worse. Is worse, yeah. Yeah. That's way more. So Jim underscore Lincoln, that's right, I'm naming Jamie, says, as with St. Ninian's Cathedral in is Perth. Is that worse or is that better? Yeah, so ratio-wise that is better. It is, it is better, much better. Yeah, like Good four times better. How are they roughly. keeping the people so pleased? I don't think I quite got that I right. bet their architecture is less modern. Yeah, it is It is a bunch. And the view is incredible. It is more remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> less fugly, that's what the reviews no, no, say. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. 
Futable? Futable? <laughs> As opposed for, to irrefutable. You can see for files. So uh, Jim underscore Lincoln, uh, this is the one one circle review, says, as with St Ninian's Cathedral in Perth. Now, I feel like St Ninian's is surely a film. <laughs> I think it's an insult. <laughs> you St Ninian. What a St Ninian. It's completely closed to visitors from October until March. So much for Perth as a tourist centre and what church, especially a cathedral, and the oldest church in Perth, completely shut for any visitors, including worshippers. Well, actually, they've written worshippers. <laughs> it's pathetic and a front for any Christian venue. Wow. Um, and then they've um, posted a photo saying, welcome to the cathedral, summer opening hours, Easter to September, 9 a.m. Yep. to 3 p.m., Monday to Thursday, Friday by arrangement. Opening times are subject to the availability of volunteers. I mean, who sees opening times are subject to the availability of volunteers? A subject availability of people who are not getting paid. Nope. And then gets outraged. And then gets outraged. I'm sorry, Jim underscore Lincoln, but I uh, think you're being a bit harsh. Uh, no, I think you should have volunteers setting all winter long in a freezing church. Right. In case a, a lone Jim comes <laughs> along, yeah, demands to see the bells. You know what? I would argue you're being very unchristian, Jim underscore Lincoln. <laughs> So I thought I'd have a look at what their bells are like. Yep. We've got some very interesting. So they've got a Carolyn. I got very Car- Carol. I might be mispronounced. Maybe it's a double L like Welsh. Maybe it's a ugh, sound. <laughs> Carolyn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so the Carolyn, which is played regularly, consists of thirty-five of these bells. That's more. Thirty-five. They've got more. They include the largest bell in the collection, the early 16th century Burdon, the Johannes Baptista, uh, that means nothing to me, which is the keynote bell with a further 34 bells cast in 1935, which what I love means that it just started with one massive bell that was the keynote and then they the added... The tunes weren't so great. They ca- yeah, then they were like, oh yeah, let's add the rest. And I also learned this from the website, that campanology is... Yep. it's bell ringing. It's bell ringing. It says campanology in Scotland follows the North European tradition and is quite different from the norm in England. No. The bells are fixed and tunes are played on them using a clavier that or keyboard. That is different. Because normally like you got to swing them backwards and forwards. Yeah. Or, you want to get a good peel out of them. Or use a coin. <laughs> no, that's the WA way. <laughs> that's the WA way. So uh, I've got here a clip of Dr. Ian Castles playing uh, some Burns, Robert, Robert Burns music. Yep. on St. John's Kirk Bells using a carillon. Now, we'll, we'll obviously play this in audio, but we'll see if there's a way we can pop this up on social as well because it's quite interesting to watch him play as well. Oh, okay. So let's hear a bit of the 35-bell carillon in St. John's Kirk. <laughs> Now, that's what I like to call the hungry hippo technique. He's really whacking those paddles, huh? Yeah. Uh, in fact, you can hear in that, what you hear more than the bells is the sound of him whacking these yeah, pedal a lot, things. a lot more mechanical noise in that one. Mm. And also, I would say, and again, obviously not biased at all, that's not as uplifting and as rousing as Waltzing Matilda. Yes, it's not Waltzing Matilda. It was much clearer, but then again, maybe that's just because we're not seeing whatever it is that's hitting these levers. That's true. Yeah. So that's my two comparisons. So that, that's, that's your co- Okay, well done. Yep. So if I was going to, just on those two, if I was going to rate the differences, yep. uh, I would say obviously St. John's Kirk, I mean, 
ratio wise in terms of reviews is better. Is better. It's got more bells in its Caroline. It's got more bells. Um, then again, the bell tower, a bit more sass. Yeah, way more sass. Come on. I think it's dead even between the two so far, based on bells alone. That's. I mean, I don't think I should be the deciding call. I did go to Perth, Scotland. Mm-hmm. Once. Not, not for this. Not for this. Separate. This is many years ago. It would have been around the year 2012, I think. Lucy and I were on a writing retreat somewhere in Scotland, not that far from Perth. And we thought, wouldn't it be funny if we went to Perth? So we made a journey in one day, um, sent a photo to my parents, said, hey, we're at Perth train station with a photo of us at Perth train station. Yeah, nice. My parents are in Perth, Australia. That's we were horrible. in Perth, Scotland. They would have been so excited for a second. Very briefly. Yeah. Very briefly. And then it turns out we're not. We're in Scotland. Very funny. Um, but the one bit of research I did, and I say research, I just read a different problem someone sent in. Mm-hmm. This is a problem within a problem. It's not the main problem, but the side problem. Dan says, hello, you mentioned on your most recent episode that you're looking for Perth problems. I have a Perth problem. And their Perth problem is they're an Australian who lives in Canada. They are fiancés from Brazil. And they have an obsession with the name Perth because of how it's pronounced if you've got a Portuguese background. Okay. And they don't, they, they give no further information. Oh. But it's become a running, apparently the th consonant isn't normally used in Portuguese. Right. So it's just per. I don't know if they substitute in a different consonant on the end. So they have been to the following Perths. Perth WA, where we are right now. Perth Scotland, where I've been, and the comparison Scotland we're going with. They've also been to Perth, Ontario. Oh. There is a Perth in Canada. Mm. So their problem is actually, uh, how many Perths are there? And they sent through a list. So there's a website called GeoTarget, which is, I guess, like a database with geographical things. There are 17 Perths. That's a lot of Perths. That's a lot of Perths. So we're comparing two, but they're actually, according to this map, there are two in Canada, mm. nine in America. Wow. One in the Caribbean, one in Scotland, I guess probably the original, one in South mm. Africa, two in Australia. Where's the other one? Tasmania. Huh. Yeah, the only place less Australia than Perth, they're still technically Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tasmania. <laughs> is, is, now I take it that Perth in Western Australia yeah. is the biggest Perth. 2,192,229. Yep. And I wasn't here during that census, so that doesn't include me. More than Adelaide then, now 2. I feel 2. sad. 2.2 million. Perth, Scotland. 47,350. Yeah, a bit of a difference. Yeah, Perth, uh, Australia is 46.3 times bigger than Perth. Mm-hmm. I think Perth, WA is the biggest. But I thought, given, you know, we're, we're comparing what well, I think people consider the two major Perths, Perth, Scotland and Perth, Australia, WA specifically, we now know. But if we want to solve a side problem for Dan, if anyone has been to any other Perths, let yeah. us know. If you could send in, I mean, photographic proof would be ideal. But if you've just got a story or a from, fact or a fact from when you went to a Perth or just the vibe, let us know what it was like. Yeah. If you're actually in a Perth anywhere, you, you record yourself doing a little review live on the street. Give us, give us, keep it short. <laughs> give us, <laughs> just say hi, your name, which Perth you're in and a one sentence description and send it in. Love it. Go to a, a problemsquared.com on the problem posing page, pick solution and send us a link. Okay, so we've we've done an in-depth comparison 
of two Perth tourist destinations. Just, just the bell-based towers. Yep. And uh, and now you've you've looked into I've thrown a wide open. Uh, you've you've basically what you've done is you've compared the population of both. Yep. And then talked about WA other one's Perths. better. I just think there are other Perths. I think we can't compare just two when there are seventeen. I see. So you're looking for a larger data set. As always. As always. So this is an undinged problem. Undinged. Yeah. We need we need more. Ironically, research. considering yeah, the given amount bell of based. bell Yeah, it's yeah, so true. We don't even know which bell to ding this with until we discover the best Perth. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, we need at least a seventeen bell carillon, <laughs> a bell for each Perth. There you go. Our next Perth-themed problem comes from Michael John Smith. Good old MJS. MJS. And they say, in our lovely Kings Park, so I'm, I'm guessing Michael John Smith they is must be a... Perth-based. Do you, do you know them? I, I, I probably, I, you know what, I would say statistically it's more likely than not <laughs> we know someone in common. Yeah. Almost without a doubt. Whenever I meet someone from Perth overseas, we do the who do we know in common dance. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, it's multiple times. Yep. But let's just say we know everyone. We both come from tiny cities. Yeah, but also large. Yeah. Do you know what? Perth and Adelaide are a bit like me. Everyone thinks I'm shorter than I am, but actually I'm a decent size. <laughs> I was going to say, their cities are big, but they're inwardly focused. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. There you go, there you yeah, go. Always <laughs> thinking out. of myself. <laughs> so they said, in our lovely Kings Park, there is a, a an infamous, they've put infamous, in, in, in brackets, DNA tower which I'm assuming is is a, a tower called DNA Tower. It's a DNA Tower called DNA Tower. Not a tower made of DNA. Correct. Yeah, good, because that would be horrific. Hugely inappropriate. Yeah. Um, if human DNA was scaled up to be about the same dimensions as uh, as the DNA staircase, so if it was going to be as big as this tower, yep. then they've got a few questions they'd like to ask. Oh, okay. Um, how tall should the tower uh -huh, be? Good point, yep. Would it crash into the International Space Station uh, could be or the moon or even Mars? And uh, how many becks could you fit onto the staircase? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, now. look, I'm I'm pretending like I don't know what the DNA tower is. You, well, we went there today. We went there today. Was I, I, that was a little trickery. I'm sorry, listeners. Yes. Yeah. But I do know what it is because I've seen You've it. You've seen it with your own eyeballs. And I was... Um, both excited and disappointed. Well, to set the scene... Expointed. We also took my wife, Lucy... Yes. Who's not from Perth. She's from the UK. And she was excited to see it as well. And when we got there, she looked at it and went, oh, yeah, I have been here before. With with a deep level of underwhelm. It's right. A, it's a tower made of two staircases that are shaped like the double helix. And it is famous in Perth for being a bit of a... Like everyone has to go there. It, it's a landmark, but it's a bit underwhelming. I tell you what disappointed me. I mean, it's not as tall as I'd hoped, but that's fine because, you know, it's it's tall like the, there's not like safe stuff there. You could easily climb up it and jump. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's tall enough. to be dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, and Lucy agreed with me on this because I said, I expected it to be painted. And as soon as that word came out of my mouth, she went blue and red. And I was like, yeah, because that's what you see when you see like a, and I know DNA isn't blue and red, but they show that in so many diagrams. And I was expecting it to be those colours. It's just white. Well, what's interesting about it is when it was built, it wasn't designed to look like DNA. 
No kidding. It's a late. Well, it's a later thing now. As you noticed, half all the signs reference DNA as yeah. in the molecule. But I wouldn't have necessarily gone. That's a DNA tower. I would have gone. Those are two two spirally staircases. staircases. Yep. yep. So that was a later thing that came along. So mm. I read an interview with uh, two of the offspring of the designer talking about it. Did your grandma? Did grandma did not teach, teach them? them? They, although remember the two sisters talking about their father when they were being designed. He basically just wanted a tower of a certain height so you could see Rottnest Island mm-hmm. out in the coast and lines up with this big avenue, which you saw, and he was trying to work out the most efficient way to get a staircase up to a certain height and then realized it would work nicely if you could go up one and come down the other. I imagine he was picturing a lot more people yeah. constantly going just up and down. Yeah. We yeah. had it not to ourselves. My mom was on there. <laughs> Your mom was on there. My wife was there. A few other random people in Perth were there. Yep. <laughs> had to walk past you and I going up and down each side counting, counting the stairs. Counting stairs, yep. we'll get to that. One staircase would have been more than sufficient yeah. for the standard footfall going up and down. Yeah, but visually it is very pleasing. Visually, visually I think it's quite nice. Mm. It is a Perth icon. And actually all of Kings Park, it's a cliche. When anyone visits Perth and visits someone who lives here, you're obliged to take them to Kings Park. Yeah. It's like the tourist thing to do. I mean, there are better tourist things to do. But for some reason... Taking them to Kings Park is a real cliche. And just to kind of give some context on on uh, Kings Park, it's just over 1,000 acres of parkland directly next to the main city center. So it's a ridiculously big park right in the center of Perth. Mm. It's bigger than Central Park. And, and Central Park's bigger than people think. You think, how long can this park carry on? Then there's a lake and then it just keeps going. Yeah. And then there's a water fountain where friends are hanging out. That yep. Yeah. And then there's the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2. Yes. And then the park ends. Yeah. And some ice skating, which That's is featured skating. in various films. So I could see why Michael John Smith, being a local, would want to bring up the DNA tower as a hilarious problem to set. Yeah. Um, but I took it quite seriously. Good. So the DNA tower, according to everything you see online, is 15 meters tall. And has 101 steps. Correct. Now, I took a photo of you standing directly in front of the tower Mm -hmm. as like a unit of measurement, the metric Beck. Yes. And then in Photoshop, I went through and duplicated Becks all the way up the tower. (laughs) You did. And the tower is... Now, we're just double checking vaguely. We're not going for exact. The tower is nine Becks tall. Mm -hmm. So, Beck, how big is a standard metric unit? 165 centimeters. One. You are taller. Yeah. Uh, than people would think. Oh, that's given us a DNA tower height of 14.85 meters. Whoa. Yeah. We're pretty spot We're on. We're pretty spot on to the nearest hole back. Good Photoshop real skills. good. So the question now is, what if we scaled it to be the length of human DNA? Yeah. And so I looked up how long human DNA is. Two meters. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That's long. When you consider that comes out of a cell smaller than we can see with the naked eye. Yeah. And it's taller than you. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that incredible? Ah, oh man. I'm even taller than I thought I, there you than are. I and was. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. All your, your cells are taller than you just with the DNA. Whoa. And that's, that's all the DNA. How much DNA do I have? Well, huh, great point. Well, you've got 23 human chromosomes, not including duplicates. Yes. Stretched out. So, so long strands of spirals, end yep. to end, roughly two meters. Wow. So the answer is that the tower would be a lot shorter. 
What? Well, if it was the same length as DNA, it'd be two meters. And it's currently 15 meters. Oh, I see. So yeah. <laughs> we'd have to bring it right down. Not too big. Now, But if it was scaled. Well, okay. So now, so now you're talking scale. And at that point, I'm thinking, well, do I work out how thick DNA is? But that's not super useful because DNA is really bunched up and coily and super cold and all sorts of weird stuff. Mm. So I thought, actually, it's the number of turns. Mm. And so I looked up two things. First of all, I looked at photos of the tower to see how many turns it's got. Yeah. And it looked like about two. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we went there today because it's not two. It's just shy of two. Mm. Annoyingly, the turns aren't consistent. Yeah. So you did a bunch of research into the number of steps required. <laughs> In that I counted them as I went up. Correct. And it's broken into, is it four platforms? Four platforms. Yeah. But you were very keen to share your findings. I was very excited. You were telling everyone. I was. I counted 29 steps to the first platform. Yep. 27 to the next platform. You are. 25 to the next platform. Yep. Now, look, I've got three points of data. I'm like, hello, pattern hello. emerging. Yep. It's going down. Last one. Yep. 20 steps. Tiny. Didn't even go to 23. Uh, we were going down by increments of two. Yeah. But no, just 20. They got sick of building it. Uh, put a, they did, uh, yeah. Or they're it, like, yeah. we're exactly nine becks or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely nine becks. Stop building. It's perfect. I theorized it's like, like a Disney world where as they build things, they make the scale smaller as they get taller. So, so from it the looks ground, higher. it looks way bigger. Because you're like, yeah. look how small that is at the top of the mountain or whatever. Yeah, like the shard. Castle. Oh, like, there's a shard. But the shard gets narrower as it goes up. Yeah. In a, pre- in a predictable, honest way. I don't know. Anything <laughs> that comes to a spike when most <laughs> buildings are just straight up nah, and down. I like the shard. Shard's good. I think the tower, they start stacking them closer together. It's probably for structural reasons because you need reinforcement as you get higher. Sure. But I'm going to argue it's to cheat and make it look taller. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens with the spirals. So it's just under two spirals. You don't get two full spirals. Mm. The first spiral is 56 steps. The second spiral is 47 steps. Mm. People may realize there's a total of 103 steps. That's two too many. Because the second spiral, you've got to go back two to line up with where it ends and then yeah. do the second spiral. So it's actually 1.96 and a bit spirals. Mm. So I then looked up DNA. Mm-hmm. Now you've got 23 chromosomes and they've got a certain number of base pairs, which is the number of joiny rungs, if you will. Yep. And you're small. I like that you're speaking my language. Exactly. I've learned. It took 50 episodes back, but I got there. The smallest chromosomes are around 50 million rungs, pairs. Uh-huh. The longest ones are like 300 million. And the total is 3 billion. So if you put them all <laughs> one after the other, it's 3 billion. Let's be fair and say we're just doing the smallest one. Mm-hmm. So we're going to scale the tower up to the smallest one. And DNA is on the order of 10 rungs per twist. So after 10 base pairs, you've done a full revolution. Okay. So 50 million base pairs mm. is 5 million twists. And we've only got two. Just under two. <laughs> yeah. And the twists are like 15 meters for just under two, right? So yeah. it's going to get real big real quick. And so the smallest DNA tower that's mm-hmm. scaled correctly in meters, 382 million meters. It's quite, quite a 382 lot. 382 megameters. Yep. 382,000 kilometers. Mm-hmm. Now, would that get you to the ISS? Because they specifically said, would that hit the International Space Station? Mm-hmm. 
it's pretty much exactly, like scarily exactly, the distance to the moon. Whoa. So yes, you would get the ISS. In fact, it's 99.49% of the way to the moon. Whoa. And for the record, the nine becks of 14.85 meters is exactly 99% of the true height. Oh. Because it's 15 centimeters off. Yeah. So it's 1% off. <gasps> so this will make it make sense. A scaled DNA tower is closer to the moon, proportionally speaking, than if you had nine becks stacked up <laughs> next to the original tower. Oh, my goodness. I hope that cleared that up for everyone. Yeah. So ISS, definitely. Mm. Moon, so close. Mm. Now, the moon's orbit is not perfectly circular. So Shoot actually, for the moon and you'll hit the ISS. You might, you might even clip the moon on its closest approach. You've now got uh, Mars. Doesn't get anywhere near Mars. No. It gets less than 1% of the way to Mars. Yeah. And that's the closest Mars, not the average Mars. But then I thought, what about the longest DNA strand? Still nowhere near it. That gets you almost 4% of the way to Mars. Right. What about all but the definitely DNA? definitely to the moon. All the DNA. Oh, definitely to the moon. That gets you to the moon almost six times. What about all the DNA together? Like if you got all human DNA, mm. not duplicates, scaled it up, that would get you to the moon almost 60 times and it would get you almost 40% of the way to Mars. Wow. That's closest approach. It would get you. Now, Venus is slightly closer Ooh. in terms of its minimum distance. 54.8% of the way to Venus. Wow. And then I thought, well, hang on a second. Because you've got every chromosome twice. You've actually oh, yeah. got 46 chromosomes. Mm. Just one from each parent. If you did a DNA tower scaled to human DNA size and you did all 46 chromosomes, you would be able to hit Venus. You'd be able to climb that staircase to Venus at Venus's closest approach. How many steps? So it's 101 steps for the original if it's the actual DNA tower scaled up for the correct number of twists, it's 25,750,000. But there's, it's the helix. You go up one way and back down the other. 51.5 million. So if there's 51.5 million, roughly, yep. how many of me would fit on the staircase? Yep. Uh, look, I like to take up a little bit of space. So I'm not going to try and put multiple me's on no, each one per step. step. One per step. Yeah, one per step. So They're wedge-shaped steps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to be in that narrow. No. In, that's dangerous. It could yeah. fall. So that's... Long way to fall. 51 and a half million. 51 and a half megabecks. Megabecks. There's a lot of becks. <laughs> a lot of steps. Cool. That there was a fun problem. Yeah. I like problems that involve us having to go and visit things. It was fun. Yeah. We visited it. Assuming we that we can it, get there. Count the steps. I mean, we didn't fly here exclusively to do that. We haven't got that many Patreon supporters. No, no. Maybe one day. Happen to be that we are in the same place at <laughs> yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you are. But hey, if if more of you want to support us on Patreon, we are willing to go to more and more oh, lengths. Oh, we will go. There is no limit to how ridiculous a place we will go. Just all your problems. Lengths. We will give it a go if we <laughs> have enough Patreon supporters. <laughs> so in conclusion, Michael John Smith, to answer your question, if you scaled up the DNA Tower in Kings Park the size of the smallest human chromosome string of DNA, like you unlike stretch it out, you would just get to the moon. If you did every single chromosome, including duplicates, you'd get to Venus. Anyway. Ding. 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 All right. Ding. We double ding it. for your double helix. Something.
Now it's time for AOB, Australian Other Business. Beck, <laughs> you got any other Aussie other business? Uh, not necessarily specifically Aussie. Oh. Don't know what happened to my words just then. I slurred <laughs> a bit necessarily. Uh, well, we have uh, Hush. We, we did Aussie up this recording <laughs> session we a did. little. We partook in some. some, in some local beverages. <laughs> 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 so, uh, well, what I wanted to say was, uh, we mentioned this earlier, we should hit a million downloads Yes, with this 50th episode. We'll be extrapolated ahead and this should be the one. Yeah. The next episode we will be recording the day after this episode comes out. Yeah. So we, we should be pretty confident, but not guaranteed at that point. Yeah. So I'm going to say on episode 52, yeah. we will announce whatever it is that we're going to do. To celebrate our first million downloads. Oh, yeah, because we're not going to plan it before it's happened. No. We're not going to count our downloads before the bits have hatched. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So you have got time to let us know what you think we should do in order to commemorate this occasion. Uh, hit us up on the problem posing page. That's aproblemsquared.com. Select solution. Tell us what you think we should do to... Celebrate a million downloads. It's a big occasion. It is. Yeah. What would you do, Matt? Get oh, I don't want to pollute the suggestions. I know. I want I want to do whatever the best listener suggestion is. I want to get a cake big enough to fit a million candles <laughs> on. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to high five every single downloader, but you know, <laughs> there's practicalities. How long would that take? No, too many no, problems. No, 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 ah! no, no. We're not setting more problems. You're giving us solutions. What should we do? Let us know. Uh, I also want to thank everyone who sent us Perth-based problems for this yeah. episode. We did get like a lot. We got more. And we sort of went for the ones that uh, we either had multiples of. Or number one gave us a fun day out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, duplicates. There was yeah. more than one that mentioned Perth, Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but but we just want you to know that if you went to the trouble of sending us Perth problems, we really appreciate it. We did. Um, we read it and we loved it. And likewise, non-Perth problems, they're in there, they're Keep in the database. Uh, so who knows, we may still come around to answering them. We tend to just, we, do, we don't go one by one. We can't no. solve them chronologically not, as they come in. No, no but we, we skip around a lot. Yeah, it's whatever we feel that we can answer in the time yeah, given. Yes. So please do. Keep them coming. Yeah, keep them coming. We appreciate them. We love your feedback. Also, we have had some. I know I'm just sort of doing an interview review now. You really are. We've had some feedback. Um, some people have sent us in some really good sort of admin type suggestions and oh. things like that. And I've seen them. Lauren has seen them as well. So if anyone has sent in sort of more admin type feedback, uh, we have seen it. We appreciate we see it, all. it. And a lot of it we action is, some of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's actionable, it's being worked We're on. on. Yeah. yeah. We honestly we appreciate feedback of any type, variety. I'd also say 2000, constructive. 2023 bucket list. We need to get back on that Wikipedia. We had people. Oh, we, we had people sorry, volunteer people. to help we with the Wikipedia. Wikipedia, because we forget what we've covered in this podcast. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> listeners keep track. Yeah, you guys oh, have been we great. We should do that. We are terrible admin. You know what would enable us to do more admin? More Patreon supporters. More Patreon supporters. Pay for some Thank more you assistance. So much Patreon supporters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can go and. Buy more Lauren Armstrong cutters from the lolly shop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, you've wow. only had some local beverage oh as well. It's Not also, it's very it's late. It's very late. Here. It's late. It's we haven't late. had dinner. 
No. And we have had a beer. Yeah. So Straight to the tum. Look, I'm going to be to the point here. The Patreons pay for this, including the beer. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to claim the beers. Wow. The beers are now going on the Patreon tab. Goodness. This is sober Matt would not embezzle money like that. <laughs> One beer in Matt all over it. So <laughs> we pick three Patreons at random. Oh, yes. Coming back Every to the single point. time mm-hmm. to thank specifically by name, which this time includes... Josiah Douglas. Kimberly McLeod. Ken Kobayashi. Thank you so much to those three people. And by the way, everyone who signed up in time, your Christmas cards uh, should have arrived by now because we're you're listening to this in the new year. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining in. We enjoyed sending you all the cards. And we hope some of you, that was your card. And to all, a good new year. <laughs> You have been listening to A Problem Squared with myself, Matt Parker, and of course, Beck Hill, both coming to you from Australia and absent. I don't know if you noticed that. Our producer, Lauren Armstrong Carter, who got to listen to this recording after the fact. Thank you very much, Lauren. Beck, you know, before I said I didn't get you a present, mm. I got you a present. What? It's in the cupboard right here. It's behind me. Give me one second. Oh, oh, I know that crinkle sound. It's in a bag. Season's greetings. Ooh. Here you are. All right. Sorry, it's not wrapped in shoe paper. Oh, hello. We've got two lots of crisps here. Yeah. You spoil me so. I do. <gasps> okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> This is amazing. So, <laughs> Not since I'm going to have to read shirt. out the one that's laughing me. That's laughing me. Oh gosh. Oh, the less predictable one. Yep. No, the, the one that's making me laugh the most is um. Sorry, it's this is a packet of crisps, uh, chips for fellow Aussies, which is in a very similar bag to Cheezels. Very similar. Now Cheezels are. A be, oh my gosh, if we can't explain cr- twisties, Jeez, how do we explain cheesels? Cheesels? Oh my goodness. They're sort of like, now they're not hula hoops because hula hoops are no, like a no, dense. No, no, they're way softer, yeah. Imagine cheese balls in a uh, flat donut shape. Yes, cheese balls, but you can wear it like a ring on your finger. Yes. And funny you should say that because these these ones are not called cheesels. They're called big ring. <laughs> <laughs> big rings. Not even rings. Big, big ring. Yeah. What I love is that it has the Fonzies logo in the corner, which yeah. Fonzies, as we know, is the uh, Italian version of Twisties. Uh, and then it says the original cheese sna- snack. So does this mean that Cheezels came after Who's copying who? And then is that some Arabic? I think so. the top? Actually, on the back, I didn't have a close look. So for the context, I was in Hong Kong on the way to Australia. Mm-hmm. And while I was in Hong Kong, I thought I had to buy whatever is the closest to twisties that you can get in Hong Kong mm. to give to Beck. So I knew we were going to be recording in person in Perth. And so the other bag that Beck has now glossed right over is the closest thing to twisties I could find. And they look a lot like twisties. I'm going to come back to that. Yes. But then while I was looking for those, I saw Big Ring. Yeah. And I'm a big Cheezels fan. Mm. And so I was like, I got to get some Big Ring. Now, I don't think either of these are actually from Hong Kong. So where where are Big Ring from? Yeah, so Big Ring are from Malaysia. Oh, so it might be Arabic because it's a big Muslim community yeah. there. These look great. I will. I'm going to come back to these in a second. Okay. Because now I'm picking up another one. <laughs> now I have been studying 
Oh, you're going to read it. I've been studying Japanese on Duolingo yeah. and this has Japanese on it. It does. So this is written ooh, mainly in katakana, which is the borrowed alphabet. There's hiragana, which is the Japanese alphabet. Yep. There's romanji, which is basically hiragana but or the Japanese alphabet, but with English letters. Oh, okay, yeah. Spelt yep. out yep. with English letters. There's katakana, which is, they look like simplified, sort of simplified versions, not all of them are the same, yep. of hiragana. And those symbols are used for borrowed words. So quite often, if Gosh, you see yeah. those symbols, if you read them aloud, a lot of the time they're English words. It's just phonetically. Yeah. Ah. And then there's uh, kanji, which is the um, borrowed from Chinese characters. Oh, yeah, characters. The, the more complicated looking ones. Yes, yeah. Thankfully, this is katakana, which is much easier for me to read. Oishi. So oishi is delicious. There you go. That's the one that's in hiragana. This is very exciting. Which one do you want to open first? Clearly, back? this one is Japanese because uh, yeah. let's go Japanese twisties Deal. first. Yep. Very excited about. So I've just hit my microphone. Really excited about this one. I checked, and they're both in date. Oh my goodness! I just showed. <laughs> I just opened the pack and showed it <laughs> to the microphone. Oh, long, long day, long day. They smell more like the Cheetos ones. Oh, have a little smell. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I'll get the listeners have a smell. <laughs> I sarcastically held it up to the mic. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Instant. The look no, of no, pain. No, 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 they're good. But I was not expecting. What? Pass them no, over. I'm going to see what your what reaction happened? is. I'm, I'm interested to see if you have the exact. Look at them. Those are twisties. There is a word that came immediately to my head. <laughs> Matt just recoiled. It's, it's not that they're. Right, sweet. They're sweet. They're sweet. No. There's sugar Jesus in these. Isn't sweet. Yeah, it's good texture. Flavor-wise, it's a bit too sweet, but the flavor, the aftertaste, oh. is very nice. It's My a bit brain umami. is not happy with that. Oh, I could eat that all day. Oh no, yeah, but but the the clash of expectations to execution. Oh, now okay. Now that I know I what to expect, looking forward to big ring. Open big ring. It's open. This this smell. So I had cheesels yesterday. Oh really? Mm -hmm. Oh, you you recently calibrated? Yeah. Uh, these are smaller than cheezels for no. any Aussie listeners. Lighter than cheezels. Oh, let's see what they're like in the mouth. <laughs> oh, they are. Ooh, these taste good though. That's very cheesily. Mmm. That's real close. Not as salty as cheezels. There's um, it's like a toastiness a bit to them. Powder to them. Yeah, but there's something like it makes me think of toast. Oh, you're right. There's like a smoky something in there. Yeah. Yeah, just smoky. This is why we're not a food podcast. Mmm. I like them. Yeah, me too. That's good. Yeah. Big up the big ring. Big ring. Get in there. Yeah. Big ding, more like. <laughs> <laughs> Careful where I say that. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and a happy new year. 